0: It's time for Promo Corner's Industry Insider with Jeff Franklin, Stephen McPadden, Meg Herber, and Bill Petrie. Each Monday, they discuss, dissect, and debate a single issue impacting the world of promotional marketing from every industry perspective. The Industry Insider is only available at Promo Corner, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now... Here's Jeff, Stephen, Meg, and Bill. Welcome to yet another fabulous edition of the Industry Insider Podcast. I'm one of your co hosts, Bill Petrie. We'll get to the other three hosts in just a few seconds. But not before I thank our fabulous sponsor and web company. They are absolutely thrilled for what 2020 has in store. In fact, it's just right around the corner. You need to stay up to date with their weekly email campaign called Win It With Web. Here you can opt in their email list to receive product highlights, exclusive specials, and products bundle, product bundles designed for upcoming awareness weeks, seasons, holidays, and events. They're doing all the work for you. They're figuring out months in advance what your clients are going to want. Is there anything better than that? No. No, there's not. That was a rhetorical question. None of you need to answer that. There's nothing better than that. So if you want to get involved and get added to that, email info at webcompany.com and get yourself added right now. Go ahead and hit pause on your podcast player right now and email info at webcompany.com. Get on that email list and email your way to success into 2020. Now, with that having gotten out of the way, let's introduce our other three panelists here. We've got the lovely and talented Meg Erber. Hey. We've got Jeff Franklin. That's a me. And we've got the lovely and talented Stephen McFadden.
1: Oh, pardon me. I'm emailing Web right now.
0: Excellent. Well, uh, you should hit pause. You should and definitely do that. <laughs> um, so we have. A, I am actually real excited about our topic today. Normally, I don't care. Actually, today I have. I have. I, I care. Now. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about turning a company into a brand, and I really, really like this uh, topic. So, Jeff, why don't you get us started off with uh, really? what your thoughts
1: are?
2: You're gonna get the brandless guy uh, the, to start off the brand. i mean, you're, you're uh, saying you're the brand. So. Okay, I,
0: I'm, try, I'll, I'm Sorry, trying. I'm just trying to. I'm stealing
2: get... your Twitter handle, Meg. My bad, All Jeff. Right?
0: I'm just trying to involve you into this podcast. If I you don't want to be, that. we can move on.
2: No, I'll definitely. Uh, I'd love to be involved. Uh, so, what what would you like me to, to kick off?
0: Uh, <laughs> what? If, well,
2: <laughs> I mean, I know the topic we're talking about, but you have a particular a particular question for me, or
0: um. I why can do, make you one up. why yeah, do you what, need a brand? Why do you need a brand? Yeah, what what is the difference between? Okay, why does a company need to build itself into a brand these days? How about that? Uh, yeah, I mean,
2: uh, and what does it even mean <clears throat> for for me? I mean, like I said, i with Headwear, we don't even really strive to be a brand. So I'm I'm almost going to take a contrary, uh, I guess, standpoint from from that view. Um. In a world where everybody is trying to create a pseudo brand uh you know we're we're taking the opposite approach and you know saying that we're not the brand uh you know you're the brand or your customer is the brand so is it important for somebody out there to become the brand absolutely um i just don't necessarily think in our situation it should be us i think it should be you know the perfect promotions and more or the promo corners or the you know the end user and uh, so it's very important from them for them on that aspect of things because you know a lot of people associate a brand with you know quality or value um, and, and those sort of things. But you know, I don't know if that's sort of what you were trying to get from me, but I'm I'm just taking a little bit more of the opposite approach, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it does. Meg, what about you? What do you think?
3: Well, and I'm gonna go the opposite of that because I'm literally it's my Twitter handle, obviously. I am the brand, and it's not because I'm saying I'm this great. Value I am, but you know, so (laughs) I feel like I'm not here to sell and shove product down your throat. I want people to be able to trust me to put their project in my hands to be able to, you know, and by doing that, it's that's where I'm offering that value at, and I want to be that brand that they come to, you know, whether it's SNS or, uh, you know, SNS actually has done a very good job about that, about bringing the brands in retail to this space, which hasn't really been done in the past, except with like Nike or. OGO or North Face, um, you know, we're, we're really a brand center. So being that brand, people recognize that. They associate brand recognition with logos. You know, there's, you can go on any website and kind of, or even a commercial, and you might not even remember the commercial, but you remember the logo and you remember the brand because of the logo. And I think a lot of that has to do with this industry. You know, we're all about branding. So if you can't brand yourself, to be, whether it's sales or an actual brand, like the end users, they are coming to us to make a brand, right? We're, we're putting their logo or their imprint on a t-shirt, on a hat, on a pen. Um, matter of fact, I was just at the mall this past weekend and um, I saw a little pop-up shop and it was bid clothing, I think. And I saw an Ampro box and I had walked past him. I was like, are you with Ampro? And he was like, no, but how do you know them? I was like, oh, they're my customer. Um, I actually, you know, we worked together and da 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 And he was like, well, what do you think about this shirt? And I was like, hmm. You know, and, and I just started talking to him about it. And he was so, he had so many questions. And it wasn't because I was trying to steal that customer from Ampro. I don't I don't want to ever deal with him. But I wanted him to go back to his sales rep and be like, hey, I just had this amazing conversation with your sales rep. She guided me through the different kind of t-shirts, next and, and Z. And she really became, um, or she made me more knowledgeable on that and made him Kind of be able to ask the right questions to his sales rep um, because he is the brand. He is trying to promote his brand, um, and the more knowledge, the better. So I think obviously, being a brand, you want to know all about what you're selling. Um, and his that was his brand.
2: So it sounds like you're sort of taking the same approach that I am—that the the end user or the distributor should be more the brand than the supplier, so to speak. So, in in that situation, like, how then are you? Uh, approaching the selling because i mean obviously you do sell a lot of brand name mm-hmm. uh lines so does that affect how you're selling then at all like by people trying to associate with a brand rather than becoming the brand themselves
3: hmm. it's a double-sided question too i think so hmm let me come back to you on that one i think yep. more it's more like I want to people help establish themselves and i have to do that myself as a salesperson i have become a brand of my of myself i am my own mm-hmm. brand yeah i'm selling brands i don't want to conflict with that but i am my own brand there is no other Megan nervers out there obviously um yep. you're like yep <laughs> so people want to associate themselves with that or you know if it's oakley they were like that's the brand they want to associate themselves with because they trust it they value it they value what that brand brings to the table as far as recognition. Um, And people like to align themselves with that because it makes their brand stand out. So that's what I think individual salespeople have to do. In addition, I mean, on the supplier side, individual salespeople have to do that, um, not only to make themselves stand out, but to differentiate themselves from their competition. So on the supplier side, yes, individual salespeople need to do that. But, again, you're also helping the end user or the distributor develop their brands.
0: Let's get Stephen's perspective on that. Sure. No, so just because I think you make some really good points definitely on an individual. But what about turning a company into a brand? Now, I think it's a little different for a distributor. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Stephen, uh, what say you?
1: Yeah, I, I kind of I, – I assimilate culture a lot with brand. And, and I think your brand is kind of the get your pens and paper ready. I think it's your – External perceived culture, so I think it's how other people yeah. perceive your your company. Um, you know, you you can have a brand and not know it if you're consistent and you do. You know, you, but you can, you can build into that. So I think there's ways of doing that. Um, being, you know, f- speaking from the supplier's perspective, you know, S&S headwear, you guys have a brand, and I, I think I think I view you all. Um, in different ways like you're different than your competitors in a lot of different ways and that is your brand you know i think okay. you know knowing that if it's a a family company that's that has inventory that does things that that develops your brand and we know to go to you for certain things and we know that there's a fun group of people that work there and that we can that, that that's a lot of that's cultural but i think that that it's a building your brand and you think about you you know we think about you Um, when you're not around that, that's what your brand is. Um, and I think that's the same, same for, for companies, you know, you can, you can exist just as a URL, right? And there's, there's thousands of promotional companies that just exist, right? They don't Mm -hmm. put a lot into their, their own marketing. They don't, you know, they're, they're comfortable with what they do. That's fine. If, but if no one's thinking about you, you don't really have a brand, you know, and, um, but I do think it's kind of a culture, like you have one whether you like it or not. So if you don't have, um, you know, if it's not a an outward brand, it's still a brand of, I don't know who you are, right? Like <laughs> that, that can be your brand. Um, so it takes some thought, right? You have to put, you have to make a conscious effort to give people a glimpse into what you want your brand to be like what do we look like how do we perceive ourselves in the public how do people view us in social Um, all of that's developing and building your perceived image
0: and i'm i'm actually going to jump in and i agree with steven here obviously we're in a little different situation uh, as a service provider in the industry you know to my perspective a brand it's the emotions People have when they see your logo? What do they feel about you? And it can be that can even be personal. Like, what do they think about Meg Herber or Jeff Franklin or Bill Peach or Stephen McFadden when they're not in the room? What emotions does your brand elicit from your target audience? And that's who you are. Um, Whether you want to be or not, you have a brand. And I think where we get tied up a lot in our, our, when we start talking about this type of things, we think of lifestyle brands. None of us are going to become lifestyle brands like a Jack Daniels, a Coca Cola, uh, a Nike is a lifestyle brand. Hey,
2: don't you put a ceiling on me, sir?
0: Yeah, I'm going to do that. Um, <laughs> I, I am. I mean, who I'm doesn't want to be a Meg herber? Come on. Are, are you ready for right? this, Jeff? I'm going to put <laughs> a lid. I'm going to put a lid on you. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. That was, that was, that was a sick burn. That's that. why I'm, that's that's why I've won a Pyramid Award. Um, anyway, so. Joking aside, I do think, you know, we all have a brand whether we want to be or not. You can, you can think of an individual person, and they may put themselves out there in a certain way, but maybe they're unreliable. That's their brand to you. That can be a company's brand, and so you have to understand two things. Not only it's what you want your target audience to feel about you and your company, but what are they feeling right now? Because a lot of times there's a disconnect there. And, and my when I've done a lot of work with suppliers, and I always think the overriding emotion I want people to feel about my brand is trust. If I can't, if that's not one of the first things people are thinking about when they think of Promo Corner or any other place I've worked, then we're not doing our job. And so it's my job uh, as leader of the organization or anybody who's in marketing is to convey that we you can trust us with your work with your brand in many cases with um your marketing efforts whatever it is you can trust us and i think you know to me that's how you build a brand you, you start with what are people right now thinking what do they feel about our brand and what do we want them to feel because i'll tell you when i got to promo corner i think most people felt about the promo corner brand um yeah they they pound us with emails that's what they do and, and you can. Some people that was great. Some people that might have been annoying too. And I really took it upon myself to redefine, along with everybody else here, because it's absolutely a team effort. And hire the right people, get the right people in place to create a brand where people do feel, hey, that's a that's a brand that I can trust, that's a brand I want to be associated with because they're progressive, they're forward-thinking, they do things a little differently. And so I do think there is a lot to that, especially where I'm sitting. Uh, Jeff, I mean, you were kind of disagreeing earlier. Did I persuade you in any way, shape, or form? Yeah, so
2: I don't think it's necessarily that I was um, disagreeing earlier. It's just we were taking a different stand because I think in our industry there's so many – like. Again, I can only speak from what I know. And on the supplier side of things, I know every other single hat company out there tries to put their name inside of their product somewhere or on the outside Mm -hmm. of their box. We don't do any of that crap. You know, we're completely white-labeled. So, And that is part of our quote-unquote brand, so to speak. So like you were saying brand is your perception or it's the it's your promise to your customer basically so you know it's it's how you're perceived and i completely agree with you and i think that's what meg was saying as well uh you know so well i think everybody's really said that like that's when you're talking about building your brand like that's what you're doing is you know what are you doing to uh you know create those you know warm fuzzies for your customers when they see your 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 logo or they think
0: about you or whatever mm-hmm. so I, yeah i completely agree with what you're saying yeah. Okay.
3: For once, Bill, you actually hit the nail on the head. <laughs>
0: Even a blind squirrel finds an I acorn. Know. I think it's hey. really
3: important for you to create something that connects. And I think that's what you were talking about. I, trust is the number one factor. People are going to buy from you or work with you. I mean, here's the thing: they have their options. They have their options. They can. I have competitors. Like they can go to my competitors if they want. They have the options they go to me and, my, and they use the company that I work for because they've connected with me on some level. They trust me. Um, you know, I'm, you're know, you always supposed to keep your target audience in mind when you're working on any type of marketing or advertising or any type of branding. You want to create that identity. And I think once you have that identity, working on the trust and the branding and, and getting that out there, your theme in general, you just you have to do it and you have to do it right. You can't, it's not something that you can half-ass at all. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think a big thing that you need to focus on after that brand is created is the back end. You have to be able to have something that can back it up. Customer service, the logistics aspect of it. You have to have everything lined up. So that person Mm -hmm. in the forefront that's creating that brand, that's being that brand ambassador or whatnot, Mm -hmm. has a leg to stand on. You know, you can talk all day and have everyone love you, but if you go and you try to actually sell that, whatever that brand is, and you can't back it up, then all that trust goes right out the window
0: you you have to live it right yeah, have I to mean live it. You, you you can only fake it for so long exactly. and people start realizing you're full of crap exactly. um so you have to really embody you know uh, embody that brand I would say that like if we were talking personally and I, this is kind of going into the company discussion, I would say probably one of the peop one of the things people think about me and whatever my brand is is that I'm pretty honest and pretty transparent I've shared. A whole bunch of things, uh, personal, professional, my failures, my my stumbles, my it humanizes successes, you. It humanizes and, you. Yeah, and it does, and so I think people would say that that as a guy, I've had, people have told me this, so it's not me saying this, that it's made me so much more approachable, because you know, Kirby says it so well on social media. We're comparing our everyday lives to somebody else's highlight reel. And so when you are able to kind of share, and, and, and for me, it was, like I said, for me, sharing those challenges helped my personal brand and become much more humanized, like you said, Meg, and much more approachable. And I think you have to be intentional about that. I was very intentional about that. Just like we have been at Promo Corner, and I think you, if you're not intentional about building your brand and, and controlling the narrative, other people will do that for you whether you want to or not.
1: You know, you know, well, uh, to add uh, more into the, the the tangible side of brand because I think a lot of brand um, that we're speaking of is, is, is emotional, it's, it's people's opinions, it's you know the the, perce- the perception of us and all that. There is, there is a lot of things you can do, I think, to to build that. And one of the, one of the things we did is we had we had to look at our own physical branding, like our logos, our, our name. Um you know all all of that that goes into what people see when they see us not just our our social but like our actual logo, our actual name um so we we actually went through a rebrand uh about th- three years ago now um kind of modernize us because we were saying if we 're our brand is to be modern hip and know what 's new, and you know you can come to us for you know what 's trending we can't have a, a dated logo, you know, we can't have a, uh-huh. a dated appearance. So we've revamped it all, all of our social, all of our stuff kind of fits with that. And we've even taken it so far as where we have a, an icon logo that we have branded on pieces uh-huh. without our name. So uh-huh. uh, to try to develop that thought of oh when you see this you know that's us like you don't have to be as in your face with it kind of like the Nike check right it's uh-huh. there's symbols that that relate to that takes some time that takes a lot of time to train people to to recognize that but we've been working on it for two or three years and it's people recognize our logo in in you know within our client circle and stuff so uh, but yeah
0: well, and you bring something I think it's some a brand is something. If you're not looking at it every 12 to 18 months, because I think we're moving so fast, change is moving so fast, and you're not looking at your brand and what your target audience not only expects from you, but what they need from you and what they want from you, if you're not evaluating that on a constant basis, you're going to you're gonna find yourself uh, left in the dust pretty quickly. Mm. Because, I mean, I'm, I you know I do try to use some strategic voice, foresight and figure out, okay, where do we need to be in a year? What products do we need to have in a year that we don't have today? Um, and, and we don't hit the mark every time, but by doing that, it helps, I think, keeps us fresh and relevant. Because I, I joke a lot, you know, a lot of people give me a hard time on Unscripted. We've changed the format of that, I think, four times in, mm-hmm. the, in the under you – know, we've done 170 episodes – why would we change it? And, and the reason I change it, because that has a brand, right? The Unscripted Podcast has a brand. And the reason Kirby and I change it is because if we start getting bored with it, other people will right after we do. Yeah. And so the second we start getting bored with that, we start changing it um, to try to figure out, okay, what do, you, what do we think people want to hear about? And I think it's the same thing exactly with a company's brand. You know, what is the cool brand today may not be the cool brand in three years. Um, if you don't continually look at your shifting needs of your target audience.
3: Yeah. I think that's a good Truth. way to look at it too, for sure. Because you have to adapt. This industry, this world, these tr- the trends, they're constantly changing. They're also making reappearances. Like in apparel, for instance, everything that's hot right now was what was hot in the 90s. The, these terrible looking mom jeans, like I would never wear them again. But the kids are all wearing them and I wore them back in the fourth grade. You know, brands like Champion and Tommy Hilfiger, these were really cool in the 90s, and they're coming back. These are big-name brands that are just killing it right now. But that's what's trending. You know, that's what people are asking for, and they that's what's in. So that's what we give them.
0: So let's wrap a bow on this. Sure. Would you guys agree that if you want to turn your company into a brand that people Resonate with because I think that's probably the second part of it. You want a brand that people resonate with. Mm-hmm. I think you have to really look at your target audience mm-hmm. and tr- understand what they want and need from your brand. Because if you're a promotional products distributor and you're in rural Kansas, you're in the middle of nowhere in Kansas, your target audience has very different needs and expectations from you than one that's sitting in downtown Chicago. And you need to understand what your target audience wants and needs from your brand. And if you don't do that, you're going to create. You might create the coolest brand in the world, but it's not going to resonate with your target audience. You're not going to sell more and, and, and grow your grow your company.
2: Well, in the interest of authenticity, though, Bill, I would say that you self awareness is more important than knowing your customer when you're creating your brand. Because, like Meg said, if you create this grand uh, illusion of who you might be, as soon as the back end fails you, mm-hmm. you won't be able to provide that, and it's going to fall flat on its face faster oh. than. No question. Authentic.
0: They go hand in hand, right? You can yep. build a brand, but if you don't have the – you can build a car, but if you don't have an engine underneath the hood, it's not going to go anywhere. Exactly. And so you, you do absolutely have to have the juice to back it up. So it's not – it is definitely not, and I hate this phrase so much, it is not a fake it till you make it situation because you will be exposed for oh, a fraud so before you can bat an eye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, and, and so – it is definitely. So. You're right, Jeff. I think it's, you consider not only what it does. What What does your target audience want and need? Can you deliver on that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If what you can, what if, of those if, needs can you deliver on? Right, correct. and then when you can marry those, then you can build your brand. That's a great point, Jeff Franklin. I'm actually going to refer to you as the lovely and talented next time, just because you actually made <laughs> Hell a good point. yeah. I think, I it think is, if okay. go ahead, Rick.
3: Oh no, I just think it's a, it is. You know, now that we're talking about it and bringing it to people's attention. If you're listening to this podcast, take a look at your logo. Take a look at your website because this is what your customers—it's the first thing that they're saying when they come and they look at you. What about your social media pages? How are you projecting yourself? You know, because in my job, it's not all just going out and doing presentations. A lot of the time, I'm behind my computer. I'm doing research. I'm looking at their website. I'm looking at if they have you know apparel catalogs. I'm looking at their logo, and I'm like my God, this website is terrible. How are they doing so well in this industry? Is it because they've just sold themselves on their personalities or their looks or whatever? Or, you know, is the brand not matter to them? But it should. At the end of the day, it should. And I feel like if you are not, pre- you know, practicing what you preach, I think eventually it'll catch up to you.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I was just thinking if I were to give like a piece of advice for someone that doesn't think they have a brand or maybe it's just getting started with that idea, I think you'd have to look at, or right, what what are your strengths like what do you think that yes. you 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 give or provide that bring to the table to yeah, that yeah and figure out how you can you can create that you know external culture to, to show people that that's who you are whether it be strategic social posts whether it be to looking at you know if you think you're creative which i know bill hates the the term creative cuz it's subjective but if you think you are look at your own personal logos and name is okay. the, do, do people think that that would be creative? Like honestly, you know, kind of take some, take a minute to figure out what you think you're good at, and then do some self analytic on it, and then go from there. You know, start tweaking and you know do surveys. I think those are really good. I think that they're, is a really helpful. good uh-huh. yep. um And just continually, but brand is not something that is created overnight. You know, it's, no. it is a, it is developed over a long period of time and takes a lot of time and effort.
0: Well, and here's the other thing, too. Um, it's it's got to be consistent. And, you know, you ha- here's the thing. Your clients have uh, expectations, and those expectations come from their experience with you and their perceptions from you. So you have to deliver on those experiences consistently, and then you're going to be able to, uh, to build a brand. Really good discussion. I like this one a lot. This was actually one I felt like I should be engaged in, and I actually did. Good for me. <laughs> good yeah. job, Bill. Good but job, you, Bill. you know what else is good for me? The products hmm. in Probably web. web. That would be that would be signing up for their weekly email campaign campaign over at Web. They're so excited about what 2020 has in store. Win it with Web. Opt into their email list. You're going to get product highlights. You're going to get exclusive specials. You're going to get product bundles designed for your upcoming awareness week, seasons, holidays, events. They got everything for you there. So email info at webcompany.com and get yourself added. Guys, great, great podcast today and look forward to the next one. Take care. Take care.